When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever. Do not adjust your speakers. This is Greeny. However, the voice you're hearing is not one Mike Greenberg. It's Chris Canny, and I am rocking with the best role parish, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. We got a lot to get to today. Week two of the preseason in the National Football League kicked off last night. We also got to talk a little bit more about the NBA and what's going on with Kevin DeBrant and LeBron James and the implications of the deal he just signed. But for today's show, there's only one place to start. Here we go! Only one place to start. 11-game suspension for Deshaun Watson. You go from six games to 11 and $5 million. That's a very substantial increase in discipline. Just because settlements and things like that happen doesn't mean that a person is guilty for anything. Yesterday, a little bit after 12 p.m. noon, the NFL and the NFLPA announced that a settlement in the disciplinary matter of Deshaun Watson was reached, agreeing that the Cleveland quarterback will serve an 11-game suspension without pay after he was accused by more than two dozen women for sexual misconduct during massage sessions. Watson was also ordered to pay a record fine of $5 million and to undergo mandatory evaluation by behavioral experts and follow their suggested treatment program. Now, of course, off the heels of the announcement of the suspension, Deshaun Watson spoke to the media. Here's what he had to say. I have to grow as a person. I have to be able to be able to communicate and talk with people. I have to continue to, um, you know, know uh, each and every situation so I don't put myself back in the situation I was just in. So I have to continue to just grow as an individual. My whole outlook of just myself as a, as a football player, but also as an individual, as a human being. I'm moving on with my career and my life, and I'm continuing to stand on my innocence. Just because, you know, settlements and things like that happen doesn't mean that a person is, is guilty for anything. I feel like the person has the opportunity to stand on his innocence and prove that, and we prove that on the legal side, and we're just going to continue to push forward as an individual and as a person. Ro, before we get to the right or wrong of the settlement, the 11 games, the $5 million fines, what was your initial reaction when you heard Deshaun actually speak about the suspension that he's now going to serve? I'm still searching for that contrition, that that genuine, you know, emotion to come out and, and really show some contrition for what he's been suspended for. And I still don't feel like I've seen that yet, which is unfortunate, seeing how serious of a situation that this is. Again, arguably the top story in the NFL over the past however months you want to say. Yeah. And, and this suspension, 11 games, I mean, they just don't do that to anybody for just doing anything. This is a serious situation, and I still don't see that emotion that you would want to see from someone who has been suspended for this amount of time and also has been levied this type of fine. And you have to seek professional help. All those things going together, it just doesn't seem like it registers yet. Yeah, and there was clearly a resistance from Deshaun in acknowledging that there was wrongdoing on his part. He was asked specifically by one of the reporters, are you saying that you're apologizing to the women that you were actually accused of sexual misconduct, the women that made the allegations, and he said to all women. 
it was it was a brazen attempt to or, or a refusal to acknowledge the the hurt that he has caused those women in their lives. And whether you believe Deshaun Watson or whether you believe the twenty five accusers is irrelevant. You're talking about the independent arbitrator Sue Robinson looking at the evidence that she was privy to from the investigation that the NFL did, but also from the things that were presented, uh, the affidavits from the women, and saying that she felt like Deshaun Watson was guilty of sexual misconduct. Nonviolent sexual misconduct, but sexual misconduct nonetheless. And yet, it doesn't feel like Deshaun Watson is taking accountability for those behaviors. Right. It seems like he's more so acknowledging the fact that he hates that he put himself in that position. And I think that lack of contrition is what makes this a bad look, not only for Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns, but for the NFL for actually agreeing to this settlement. No, I I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. And there were opportunities during that media availabilities where reporters actually tried to set him up and give him the opportunity to maybe change his tone, change his inflection. You know, one of the reporters asked, so wait, hold on, who are you actually apologizing to? And I felt that was kind of like the olive branch to come out and say, okay, this is your chance to to change your tone a little bit and speak to these people from a more of of, of an emotional standpoint. Well, here's what owner Jimmy Haslam had to say after the suspension weighed down. Take a listen. Here's what I think is that um, I think in this country and hopefully in the world, people deserve second chances, okay? I really think that. And I, I, I struggle a little bit. Is, is he never supposed to play again? Is he never supposed to be part of society? Does he get no chance to rehabilitate himself? And that's what we're going to do, okay? And you can say, well, that's because he's a star quarterback. Well, of course. But if he was – Joe Smith, he wouldn't be in, in the, on the headlines every day. So we think people deserve a second chance. We gave Kareem Hunt a second chance, okay? And that's worked out pretty well, okay? We're hoping this will work out, and we have strong belief it will. That doesn't mean we don't have empathy for people affected, and we will continue to do so. But we strongly believe, strongly believe people deserve a second chance. We believe Deshaun Watson deserves a second chance. As cringeworthy as Jimmy Haslam's comments come off, He's keeping it a buck in this situation because if Deshaun Watson wasn't one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the National Football League, we wouldn't be talking about giving him another chance. And he brought up another player that they took a chance on, Kareem Hunt, that has a domestic violence uh, track record in his past. And so when you start to add up all of the pieces, the reality is that in the National Football League, if you can help a team win, you're going to get opportunities to be employed. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate that the NFL hasn't taken a stronger stance when it comes to issues surrounding violence toward women, but that is the reality of this league, and it's reflected in the contract that Jimmy Haslam gave Deshaun Watson that guaranteed him $230 million, and it was structured in a way where any suspension that he would have to deal with in 2022 would be a, a minimal effect in terms of what he would get from that contract. Remember, Deshaun Watson's base salary is only a million dollars this dollars, season. Right. And so Jimmy Haslam, as well as the rest of the NFL, is telling you how they feel when it comes to these issues of surrounding violence toward women. It's just that now it, it's, it's, it's even more obvious based on the discipline and the pivot that the NFL made in terms of settling with Deshaun Watson on an 11-game suspension rather than being adamant about him being off the field for an entire year. So this is the thing, and you mentioned the word cringe, and this is exactly what I think about when I hear those statements. Yes, he's keeping it a buck, but I ask myself this question. 
who is the PR person for the Cleveland Browns? Man. Where, where, where is Olivia Pope when you need her to come <laughs> in and kind of fix this situation from a optic standpoint? Now, yep. we, we know in the NFL, unfortunately, a lot of times GMs, coaches, players, they will select talent over trouble. Yeah. Championships over character. We've, yeah, and, and here's we've the seen thing. that so many times. We've seen it a lot of times. And here's the thing. It wasn't as if the Cleveland Browns were the only team that was in the Deshaun Watson marketplace, right? The Atlanta Falcons were involved. The Carolina Panthers were involved. There were several other teams that were interested in his services. And the way that Cleveland landed the plane was by being able to guarantee him that $230 million. Yes, That's exactly. where the pivot came. I believe the New Orleans Saints was the other team. There were four teams at four the teams end. Four teams involved. The New Orleans Saints. So everybody in the, in the NFC South, not named Tampa, <laughs> was involved in this situation in the Cleveland Browns. And they ended up giving him this contract knowing that he had 25 allegations of sexual misconduct. And, Ro, stop me if I'm wrong, but it does give validity to the folks out there that are skeptical of the NFL caring about women's issues, specifically violence toward women. It starts to give a little more credence to what Tony Busby was saying when he said that the NFL doesn't care about women's issues in this way. And so from an optic standpoint, it certainly feels that way. And there are no good actors all the way around based on yesterday's decision, not the NFL, not Deshaun Watson, and certainly not the Cleveland Browns. Do you see it the same way? Well, I definitely see it that way because we've talked about it before. You know, we have this player code of conduct, but then you see suspensions levied for whether it be PEDs or some type of, you know, off-the-field activities. But when it comes to violence against women, sometimes those suspensions are parallel, and they shouldn't be because there is no reason anybody should inflict any type of harm on anybody but Players inflicting verbal, physical, emotional, any level of abuse against a woman, that should be intolerable at the end of the day. Yeah, stripping a woman of her agency is included under the umbrella of violence toward women. Emotional abuse is included under the umbrella of violence toward women. And it's clear that Judge Robinson saw enough in the information, in the reports that she received in order to come to that conclusion. And this is somebody that was a former federal judge, so she is more qualified than anybody else that is involved in making these types of decisions, and yet the NFL came down and was more heavy-handed than even Judge Robinson initially was in her discipline. Here's what Brown's general manager, Andrew Berry, had to say about the NFL's decision to extend the discipline of Deshaun Watson. Yes, we would. And we mentioned at the time that um, you know, our process was thorough. We felt like we made an informed decision. Um, understand why others may not have made the same decision that, that we did. Um, but we do believe that Deshaun has strong, positive qualities. And we do think that um, you know, he's done everything in his power to integrate himself with our team, done everything that we've asked. And we do believe that um, as he goes through the summer, and self-growth process that he has the opportunity to make a strong and positive contribution to our team and our organization. Now, for context, he was asked, would they make the Deshaun Watson trade again, knowing what they know now and the discipline that he's going to face? And it certainly sounds like he's saying yes. That's what it sounds like to me, too. Yeah, and yeah. so this is a situation that's going to continue to be ongoing. There is a question of what does Cleveland do when they're talking about moving forward, whether or not they're in the quarterback market before the regular season kicks off, we'll have RG3 coming up next to help us answer some of those questions. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. 
Get renter's insurance to protect the things that make your place a home, including coverage for theft or damage. Visit Progressive.com. RG3 and preseason week two coming up next. You're listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. We have an 11-game suspension for Deshaun Watson. The NFL Players Association and the NFL himself and even Deshaun Watson himself, you can put this behind you now. I think that's fair. You go from six games to 11 and $5 million. That's a very substantial increase in discipline. Just because settlements and things like that happen doesn't mean that a person is guilty for anything. I feel like a person has the opportunity to stand on his innocence and prove that, and we prove that. You're listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio. Ro Parrish and Chris Candy filling in for Mike Greenberg. RG3 in 30 seconds. But first, a word from Gank, from Granger. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Now, week two of the NFL preseason got underway last night with yep. the Bears taking it to the Seattle Seahawks. And for more on that and all things NFL, we have to bring in our quarterback extraordinaire, ESPN football analyst, and new member of the ESPN Monday Night Countdown crew, RG3. And RG3 is great to talk to you as always. And before we get into what we saw last night on the field, 
I have to ask you about what we saw in the way of discipline toward Deshaun Watson. I saw on Twitter that you had some pretty strong feelings about the suspension that was levied by the NFL. Yeah, Kent, you know, uh, like you said, it's great to talk to you, man. A big fan of what you've been doing. You're killing it. And when I saw the suspension for Deshaun Watson, the first thing that came to me was just how sickening it is. Because a lot of people are focusing on the fact that his suspension was increased from six games to 11 games, and he had a $5 million fine that was assessed to him. But to me, the focus needs to be on what was actually found by judge, the arbitrator judge, Sue L. Robinson, when she laid down her ruling for the initial six-game suspension. She found that Deshaun Watson was a predator. She found that he did commit sexual assault and sexual misconduct. And because of that, to me, there is no game amount or dollar amount that you can put on Deshaun Watson that would actually levy or, you know, bring down the feelings of the women and what they experienced. I watched Deshaun Watson yesterday look extremely uncomfortable at that press conference where he, you know, claimed his innocence once again. But I don't think he ever once thought about how uncomfortable he made those massage therapists feel when he was committing sexual uh, sexual assault and sexual misconduct. So for me, I thought the NFL had an opportunity to truly stand up and say, listen, we've learned from our mistakes in the past when it comes to standing up for women. And I thought the NFL failed miserably. Wow. Very strong words by RG3. No easy transition, but sticking with quarterbacks, staying in that same division, Lamar Jackson still has no contract. However, I've heard that you still feel like he has all of the leverage. Why do you feel that way with this contract situation? Yeah, Kathy, I do feel like he has all the leverage. And, and I listened to you earlier today. You, you feel the same way. Look, Lamar is in a win-win situation. He has the city of Baltimore in the palm of his hand. He is beloved there. The team has orchestrated their entire offensive game plan from the offensive coordinator to the pieces that they have put around him to fit his skill set. So the Baltimore Ravens need Lamar Jackson more than Lamar Jackson needs the Baltimore Ravens. And I think that puts him in a great position to get paid, whether it is in Baltimore or somewhere else. And he's not afraid to play on the tag. He's not afraid to drag this out a couple of years unless they put a contract in front of him that I believe has to have a three in front of it and make him the highest paid player and also give him a fully guaranteed deal. Now I talk to Lamar, you know, regularly, and he always tells me he doesn't want anyone to know what his next move is going to be. But if you follow him on Twitter, he did like a tweet a couple of days ago or a couple a week ago talking about him getting a six year, $325 million contract fully guaranteed. Now, who, who happened to say that on first take with Bart Scott? That happened to be myself. <laughs> but Lamar is really looking at this as an opportunity to reset the market for the quarterback position and actually be a trailblazer and get a fully guaranteed deal, and I'm all for it. Talking with Heisman Trophy winner and ESPN football analyst Robert Griffin III on Greeny and transitioning to another team in the AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are going through somewhat of a quarterback competition of their own. RG3, uh, how do you see this playing out between Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett? We've heard Mike Tomlin say that Kenny Pickett is going to get some more reps with the quote-unquote varsity. How do you see this battle taking place or playing out over the next three weeks before the regular season? Well, Kathy, I think that uh, the Steelers are still going to start Mitch Trubisky, right? And I truly believe they gave him first crack at it money. And if you actually watch the game from, from last week, he played well. It's not that he, he played bad and Kenny Pickett just tore it up. But Kenny Pickett is, is a rising 
star in, in Pittsburgh, right? You saw the fan reaction to him. You saw how his teammates reacted to him. And I think he's just going to keep going out there and impressing the guys in that locker room with his production, with his preparation, and the, the gravitas that he has. So I don't see Kenny Pickett overtaking Mitch Trubisky uh, for a week one starter. But I look at this as a situation kind of like Ben Roethlisberger. They had Tommy Maddox there. They wanted Big Ben to sit and kind of play the Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith role. Tommy Maddox ended up getting hurt. Ben Roethlisberger went in, and the rest was history. So I don't think that Mitch, I'm not praying for Mitch to get hurt. I think that Mitch is going to have an opportunity to go out there for the first three, four, five games and put his best foot forward. And if he doesn't, I think Kenny Pickett will come in and replace him, and the future will be in place. Indeed, the future is in place, and we know all about quarterback development. It is everything in this league. You know firsthand about it. Looking at the Bears' quarterback situation, Justin Fields, Monday Night Football, one series, five for seven, pressured on a lot of dropbacks. What did you see on last night's game? Yeah, you know, I I think for Justin Fields, the the beautiful thing that I've seen from last night and the first preseason game was it felt like he was under control, right? He was comfortable in the system. He knew what he was going to be doing. In the first game, we saw him making checks at the line, giving hand signals, getting the ball out, and giving his receivers an opportunity to make plays for him. I think he's way more comfortable in Getsy's system than he was with Matt Nagy, and I think that's going to be great for him. Although, I, too, am one that believes that they didn't bring in enough weapons for him to go out there and really be a viable contender this year. But if he can just show growth, they don't have to win 10, 12 games for me to see growth from Justin Fields. What I've seen in the last two preseason games – He's moved the ball down the field efficiently. He's gotten the ball out of his hands, and I think that's important for him because he's playing behind a subpar offensive line. And with the last thing you want is for him to get beat up two years in a row, and I think Getsy's going to do a nice job of allowing him to get the ball out and keep them competitive. Talking with RG3 on Greeny, and RG3, we know you have a relationship with Kyle Shanahan. He's got a somewhat of a dilemma in terms of his quarterback situation out there in the Bay Area figuring out what to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. What do you see for Jimmy Garoppolo's future? Where where does he end up at the end of this preseason? That is a very tough question, and I think Jimmy G's best bet would be to go to Seattle after what we saw last night. Ulox got COVID. Geno Smith went out there, wasn't able to be as effective as he wanted to be in a big spot, which is a, a chance for him to really stamp that he should be the guy, and that didn't happen. I just don't see the 49ers traded Jimmy G within the division to the Seattle Seahawks. So with that being said, Jimmy G's best-case scenario is to get released. That's what he should want because then he can go wherever in the league that he wants to. I know a lot of people are talking about the Cleveland Browns, but it might be too short short time frame with the season right around the corner for him to come in there. Although I know he, it's a similar system with Stefanski, it's not the same, and he doesn't have camaraderie with those guys. And if you've ever seen Jimmy G play, camaraderie is a big thing. <laughs> you know, if you've seen any quarterback play, they need those reps. So for me, I think Jimmy G, his best bet right now is probably to go out and be a backup somewhere. But that's going to come with him getting released and having the pick of the litter to go wherever he wants. Well, we appreciate a few minutes of your time. Keep killing it on Monday night countdown. Keep doing your thing as an analyst, football analyst for ESPN. We'll talk to you again soon. I appreciate you guys. All right. That's ESPN football analyst Robert Griffin III joining us on Greeny. And he brings up an interesting point when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo because you wonder if Jimmy 
G would be interested in a one-year rental situation or not even one year, an 11-game rental situation with the Cleveland Browns versus an opportunity to go to a team with lesser talent around him but having the opportunity to be the long-term fix at the quarterback position. No, I mean, when you look at it, I mean, it seems like although he is still under contract and on, on the roster with the San Francisco 49ers, there are a lot of options out there for him. And he has a lot of leverage once he enters, if he is released, whether it go to the Cleveland Browns and have that 11-game you know, audition for not only the Browns because you don't know what's going to happen with their quarterback situation. Hate to say it, but if Deshaun comes back, you would hate to see him get hurt or go out of the lineup. You still have a serviceable quarterback that's already been playing for 11 games but then you also have great tape out there for the rest of the 31 teams to look at well we'll just say 30 we know he's probably not going back to San Francisco but it just gives you that opportunity to have that great film out there that other teams can see and say okay we can bring him into our program because he's actually leveled up and he's better than he was in San Fran yeah so I mean listen the Jimmy Garoppolo of it all is fascinating we'll have to see what ends up happening with him the rest of the preseason and into the beginning of the regular season. But right now, we've got to pivot from our Heisman Trophy winning quarterback to our Hall of Fame quarterback and hear what he had to say about a guy that's trying to get his bag. But first, a word from Zip Recruiter. Summer's packed with things to do, and you can enjoy them all because if you need to hire, Zip Recruiter can help. Zip Recruiter's technology finds great candidates, and you can invite them to apply. Try it for free at ziprecruiter.com slash greeny. <clears throat> now, you're listening to ESPN Radio, Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. And, Roe, last night on Monday Night Countdown, our Hall of Fame quarterback Steve Young had some strong feelings about Lamar Jackson's situation and Lamar angling for his new contract. Take a listen. Why isn't he getting paid to be Patrick Mahomes? Because they haven't given him a chance to be Patrick Mahomes. So until they do, Lamar Jackson's damned because of what the Ravens are doing, not because of Lamar Jackson. I can't wait for someone to train Lamar Jackson in a sophisticated passing game. I think he'd be the greatest player in the history of the game. He's being held back by the Ravens. I want the full measure of who Lamar Jackson is. And the full measure is not being brought forward by the Ravens. And if that's not the case, then get out and find someone who will. Now, for context, this is a conversation about why hasn't Lamar Jackson gotten paid, right? And a lot of people suggest that it's because he plays an unconventional style. It's not traditional like we see a lot of other quarterbacks that are in the top five in pay scale do. And so the question becomes, well, because we haven't seen Lamar be an explosive down-the-field passer, is he capable of it? Does he have the capacity for it? Because we haven't seen it, it's hard to trust that. Does he have longevity playing the way that he's playing now? And if he doesn't, then why are we going to make him one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the National Football League? To that, you say what? I say this first off. If she don't fight for me like Steve Young fights for Lamar Jackson, I don't want her. <laughs> the enthusiasm that Steve Young had there talking about someone who, and, and I don't know their personal relationship. Maybe they have one, maybe they don't. But just the passion and the emotion that he came with, I, I loved it first off. Now, he's not a traditional quarterback. And, and follow me for a second. We remember Steve Young. He once wore number eight. He started off with Tampa Bay. Things didn't really work well there because they didn't know what to do with a player of his skill set because he was an athletic quarterback coming out of BYU who wasn't conventional necessarily at the time. He could scramble, but he also had a gun. He could throw that thing and get it loose. Mm -hmm. So 
I feel like Steve Young sees some parallels with his career and Lamar Jackson's career, talking about how they've held him back with Baltimore. Of course, we know his skill set is dynamic, and Baltimore's playing to their strengths because they want to win now. But long term, I feel like this is why Steve Young is so passionate, because he sees the ability that Lamar Jackson has as a passer. We've seen him do it in college. We've seen him do it at times at this level. So I think this is kind of personal with Steve Young, yeah. and that's why he's so emotional and so passionate about it. Yeah, and it's great to see. But here's the one thing I will say about his comments. I struggle with him suggesting that the Baltimore Ravens are holding any of their players back. I spent time in that organization. I know they're all about winning. And this is a legacy player as far as the Ravens are concerned because this is Ozzie Newsom's last first-round draft pick. And so they want Lamar Jackson to succeed. They love Lamar Jackson. It's just a matter of being able to structure a contract that makes sense for Lamar and the organization. And I'll say this. There was a reason why owner Steve Bashotti was so vocal about being frustrated with the contract that the Cleveland Browns gave Deshaun Watson, the $230 million in guaranteed money. Ro, when you guarantee a player that kind of money, you're, you're talking about the owner having to write a check for the full amount of the guaranteed portion of a contract and put it in escrow for the player to be paid out according to its schedule. That's a $230 million check that an owner has to write. Owners aren't in the business of writing that kind of check to just one player. They're just not. They got a lot of money, but they don't want to give it up. They don't become billionaires by giving up a lot of money. Big and so, And so for Steve Bashotti, it's a matter of, okay, I'm going to have to write a check that's comparable to what Deshaun Watson got and potentially have to make Lamar Jackson the highest-paid player at the position on average annual value, which is now held by Aaron Rodgers, who's making $50 million a year. That's a lot to commit to for the Baltimore Ravens. It is. But here's here's the dilemma that the Ravens are facing. Those numbers are only going to go up. Yes. We don't live in a world where we can pull back the Deshaun Watson contract. That's already out there. And if you're Lamar Jackson, you've done more than Deshaun Watson. As a matter of fact, there are only two other quarterbacks that have won more games through their first 50 starts than Lamar Jackson. And one of them's in the Hall of Fame. Or, well, both of them are going to the Hall of Fame. Both of them will be first battle Hall of Fame. Exactly. And so my whole thing with the Baltimore Ravens is get this deal done sooner rather than later. The sooner you do it, the cheaper it will be. Yeah. And and listen – I know the quote. You know the quote. Shouts out to Fat Joe on his birthday today. We don't need to say it. As far as this goes, and, and to your point, owners don't want to write that ginormous check. I get it. Something just tells me that the Baltimore Ravens, and back to what Steve Young was saying, that they are holding him back, and you know the organization better than I. But yep. as far as him being a passer and expanding that repertoire, that's why they're hesitant to write this big check because of his style of play, which is great for the organization and it can lead to wins and having more success in the short term, but he's going to be more susceptible to injury with this style of play. So I think that's one of the big reasons why they're so hesitant to write this big check, seeing his style of play. Now, if they go with Steve Young's theory and make him more of a passer, look towards the long term, maybe they would be more eager to write that Deshaun Watson type of guaranteed contract. Well, it's interesting that you say that because they traded away Hollybro Brown, his number one receiver last year, and they used that pick 
in order to draft an offensive lineman to help protect Lamar right. Jackson. And not to mention they used a first-round pick on Rashad Bateman a couple of years ago. But if you look at the way that they're building this team, it reminds you of the 2019 Baltimore Ravens, the year that Lamar won the MVP. Yes, he did. The year that he threw 36 passing touchdowns. Indeed. And so I, I, I'm not necessarily looking at it as the Baltimore Ravens limiting the potential of Lamar Jackson as much as them formulating an identity that they believe they can have high-end success with. And so it becomes interesting. It's almost a referendum on his style of play and whether or not that can win in today's NFL. I believe it can. Whether you believe it can or can't is irrelevant to the conversation, though, because it's all about Lamar getting his bag. Here's what matters. If Lamar Jackson believes that the organization is setting him up for success – then we'll see him lock into a long-term contract over the next calendar year. If he doesn't, then you're talking about a situation potentially next year where the Baltimore Ravens issue a franchise tag and he doesn't sign it. So that, 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 that is out there. There's the potential for that. And so I know that's worst-case scenario for Baltimore Ravens and Baltimore Ravens fans, but that is a possibility, and we can't take it off the table with each passing day that there's not a contract in place. You're listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio. Coming up next, we got the green list, but it's not Greeny's list. It's actually my list. The top five bold predictions for the 2022 NFL season. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List, number five. All right, number five, and this is me taking over for Greeny on the Green List with my top five bold predictions for the NFL upcoming season. And number five is the Philadelphia Eagles winning the NFC East. Now, Ro, you know I know a thing or two about this division. Eight of my 11 years in the NFL was spilt in the NFC East, and it starts with being able to win up front. The Eagles have the best offensive line in football. They've got a really good defensive front. 
Top 10 defense from a year ago that only got better by adding Jordan Davis, first-round draft pick out of Georgia, adding Hassan Reddick, a double-digit sack guy from the Carolina Panthers, adding James Bradbury on the back end to play opposite of Darius Slay at corner. This is a team that's ready to go. And, oh, by the way, did I mention that they used a first-round draft pick to trade for A.J. Brown to get Jalen Hurts a number-one receiver? This team is ready to go. It's a really solid roster from top to bottom. The biggest question has been Jalen Hurts, but so far in the preseason, he's answered the question of whether or not he's ready to step up in year two as full-time starter. Yes, he has. No question. Keeping it moving, number four. Number four. By season's end, Malik Willis will be the starting quarterback of the Tennessee Titans. Listen, things didn't go well down in Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill in the playoffs. His first First pass. First throw of the game yeah. against the Cincinnati Bengals. Interception. Interception. His first pass of the second half in that game. Interception. His last pass in that game. Interception. Yeah. At some point, your quarterback has to stop throwing the ball to the other team. Ashki. And, and the dominant traits that we saw at Liberty from Malik Willis translate to the NFL. We saw that against the Baltimore Ravens, the, the 48-yard bomb to Racy McMath, the movement skills, the touchdown run that he had in the red zone where he outran first-round pick Kyle Hamilton, the safety for the Ravens, and then the sidearm throw that he made on the bootleg out to his left. I mean, the guy can make it happen in row. Could you imagine the zone read running game with Malik Ooh. Willis and Derrick Henry? Oh, man. Good luck with that. Guys okay. get, hey, guys are going to get thrown out the club on that one. No question about <laughs> it. This is the green list, the canty takeover for the green list on ESPN Radio. Greeny is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Keeping it pushing number three on my list. Number three. Brandon Staley will not be the coach of the Los Angeles Chargers in 2023. You heard it first. Why? Brandon Staley is on last legs with the Chargers. Their general manager, Tom Telesco, has done a masterful job at putting together a really, really good roster. He went out and he traded for Khalil Mack to be that bookend edge rusher to Joey Bosa. He fortified the defensive front with Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson. They needed to beef up the defensive tackles because their run defense was trash last year. Got better. And, oh, by the way, went out and signed the best cornerback in free agency in J.C. Jackson. He kept Mike Williams to go along with Keenan Allen. They've got Austin Eckler in the backfield in a Really good offensive line anchored by Rashawn Slater. And, yeah, a top-10 quarterback in Justin Herbert. Hold on for a second. If they don't get to the playoffs, Brandon Staley will not be the head coach next year. I see what you did there. Yeah, absolutely. Think about it. When you have a coach that made the decision in a winning-end game in Week 18 to go for it on his own 18-yard line in the third quarter when he's down by three, get stopped, and then allow the Raiders to score three points on that one and then lose in overtime to the Raiders by three, yeah, that's not necessarily good. And so if Brandon Staley doesn't get it done this year, this will be his last year. Keeping it moving to number two on my green list. Number two. And I know this one is going to make a lot of people shake their heads, but feel me here, follow me here. The Los Angeles Rams. Okay. Will not make the playoffs in 2022. Wait, the Los Angeles Rams, the defending Super Bowl champion. Yeah, one and the same. They will not make the playoffs in 2022. Now, there have been three teams over the last decade to not make the playoffs after winning the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, I was on one of them, the New York Football Giants. But yeah, (laughs) the Rams won't make the playoffs. And the big reason why, Matt Stafford's elbow. 
You're talking about an injury that goes all the way back to the end of last season. He had the PRP shot this offseason. He's done the rehab this offseason, yet it's still bothering him. If Matt Stafford can't be the head of that explosive passing game with a Rams roster that's as top-heavy as it is, I I just don't see the Rams being able to compete at a really high level. Think about this. The Los Angeles Rams in 2020 – they were 14th in explosive plays, explosive pass plays. When Matt Stafford got there last year, they finished third. So mm. I'm just saying, that there's something to be said for that. Okay, and my number one bowl prediction, that's one through four. Number one bowl prediction for 2022, number the one. San Francisco 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. Whoa! The 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. Whoa. And I know people are saying, well, Trey Lance, he had not really played a whole lot of football at a high level in the sport. I don't care about all that. Kyle Shanahan will have Trey Lance up to speed, and it's more about what's around Trey Lance. A top five running game, top five defense, top five skill position core, they'll get it done. Oh. Do you have a problem with any of these bold predictions? My mama gave me that chain. They got Debo, too, so you can't forget about him, who's no back in the fold, who's arguably one of the greatest offensive weapons in the game right now. I don't know about San Fran. I like them to get to the NFC Championship game, Super Bowl. Uh, let's slow down on that. Uh, I feel like you're hating on the San Francisco 49ers. Think about <laughs> this. The 49ers have beaten the Rams six of the last seven times. Just say Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.